welcome to this podcast series on neo-charismatic leadership with author, leadership expert and coach, Dr. Gada Angawi and executive leader, Martin Headley, where they will both explore the recently published book, Neo-Charismatic Leadership and the coaching topics it covers. Martin, we are still with the search for opportunity stage. I know we have covered the first role of assessing the environment and touched the role of sensing people's needs. There's a very important prerequisite to this role that I would love to explore further with you and the listeners, and that is empathy. The first thing that comes to my mind when I bring this up is the objection that you hear from many leaders. I don't need communication skills. People, I understand people, they understand me. They know what they need to be doing. They fulfill the work expectations and go home rewarded for their work or suffer the consequences of not doing the work. Either way, this is enough to keep them going. What do you think of this objection? Well, okay, that is clearly a uh, a statement of leadership, but a particular style of leadership that I think is where we're trying to go away from. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I see it, you know, we we as humans are social animals, and the more we learn about psychology, we're beginning to realize that we're actually primed for empathy mm. naturally. And it can be damaged as you grow up and and possibly needs to be rebuilt, but we actually can thrive on empathy. So, you know, what is it and why would the statement that you just made have been a little different from somebody who is empathetic? You know, empathy is ongoing. It's not just a situation that is the same today and the same in a month's time. You know, I may be empathetic to something in your life today, Um, but in a month's time, if you're not facing that same issue, it's not an issue for me either. So empathy does ebb in and out. It changes often. Um, it also talks about meeting each individual's need. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what we're doing with empathy is we're trying to understand and share feelings. That doesn't mean I'm listening to your feelings or I'm watching you express your feelings. It means I'm actually sharing the very same feelings that you have. And I'm trying to do it from your perspective. So if you are empathetic, what happens is you expand your moral universe. Mm. So in your book, uh, in this part on empathy, you point out um, that the vision um, at the start is based on empathy. So can you elaborate on that? Yes. If you are altruistic, this means you can't ignore others in the decision-making process or in every act of leadership. You soon realize listening empathetically is your major approach to this role, sensing people's needs. Right. I call the first approach to empathy acting your vision. Mind you, this is your personal leadership vision, not your organizational vision. And hence, this explains why vision is important in the role of sensing people's need and in the first step to empathy. Indeed. So you're not leading a group that thinks the same way as you. They have to actually feel the same way as you and vice versa in order to get somewhere. So jumping back to your first comment there. Yes, if I 
communicate very clearly. I say, this is the goal that we're going for, and I'm expecting everybody to just get there and be happy about it. That's not empathetic at all, although it is an aspect of leadership. So I think that acting your vision means some level of flexibility that, um, okay, so how you get to the vision may change based on the individuals that you're leading, but it also may change in a month's time because the individuals you are leading are facing something different. And so you have to be in tune with them. And I think this concept of being in tune with others is where we really need to dig in and practice. Yes. And I do speak about this in the book in terms of how you are influenced by your followers' vision uh, while you're interacting in this role. So you're open to be influenced. And the second approach to empathy, just to elaborate more, which I mentioned in the book, is your intention. You have to have what I call or what is called collaborative intention. And I borrowed this term from a great team coach, James Tam, in his book, Radical Collaboration. You see, his approach is you cannot succeed in any conversation that you have with your followers or with another person in conflict resolution or in decision making or even in a small, you know, meeting, uh, business meeting without bringing the collaborative intention ahead of that conversation and maintaining that intention to the end. And when I look at new charismatic leadership model and the altruistic approach of these leaders, it's really important for them that they maintain the collaborative intention throughout their conversations with their followers. So in order for them to listen empathetically, they bring ahead of them that intention, it helps them move into empathy easily. So that's my second approach to, uh, to empathy. How do, you, how do you train yourself as a leader to, to, to maintain that vision, first of all, of the need of others to be you know, part of your conversation? And then the second one is how do you bring that intention forward all the time without losing sight of it? Yes, it was useful for me to hear from one of my mentors this phrase. He said to me, you're not selling your vision your way. What you're doing is you're offering your vision our way. And with the R being you and the people that you're leading. And I always found that to be a very simple way to understand what I needed to do. Empathy sometimes gets confused for pity or kindness. And really, it's not. You know, you can be kind, but not empathetic. You can also have pity on somebody and not be empathetic. But for a leader who wants a group of people to follow them to create a particular vision, you know, there's there's got to be some give and take. There's got to be some flexibility. And while the vision itself, the end point may never change. In fact, it probably shouldn't. How you get there. And the actual journey is going to change. And the empathetic leader knows that it will change based upon what everybody agrees needs to be the focus of the day or the focus of the month. Now, that's empathy across the entire team. But you've also got to think about empathy with the individuals. And, you know, one individual might have had a death in the family. Another individual might be facing financial difficulties. Uh, yet another one may just be feeling 
that this is too much for them and that they're really struggling. So what you have to do as a leader is you have to identify that means your radar has to be up because nobody says, oh, hi, I've got financial problems or, yeah, I don't think I can do this job. That never happens. But people do give you clues and you've got to sense that uh, something isn't quite right and then go and share with them the feeling. Now, sharing that feeling is not just saying, oh, yes, I went through that once. I know how you feel. Well, actually, you don't. You know how you felt back when you went through it. You don't know how that individual is feeling right now. So what you've got to do is say, I have been in a similar situation. How is this affecting you now? And then listen to what they say and sort of share what you do remember that's common from the past and things that you felt yourself just does it they don't matter just ignore those and work with that individual what will happen of course is you will bring them around and you will bring them around to high productivity once again so what are the other approaches gada yeah so when i look at empathy from a coaching perspective i think there is three levels involved in empathy the level number 1 is the ability to listen actively while not focusing on your own world just trying to imagine what it feels for them to be in that situation imagining what it feels like when they're talking to you about their experience now you want to go beyond just active listening into what i call understanding and gaining clarity of how they are experiencing that situation what is the significance for them what is the main emotion that is being the vehicle that taking them from one spot to another and this is further than just experiencing what they're doing or what they're going through and it's further than visualizing it is trying to really dive into the details by asking them and how does that make you feel and how does it reflect on your own personal experience and does it affect your world here at work or with the team is there anything else that you want to tell me about and this is really coaching trying to gain clarity and understanding and then you have to take the extra step ahead of any amazing coach and support your followers as a leader through navigating their own thoughts and emotions with them and this means you're taking a roller coaster ride it's not just one emotion emotions always come in groups they never come as individual <laughs> yes, emotions yes it does you have to deal with anxiety stress fear sadness anger frustration it just comes together and if you are an expert listener empathetic listener experiencing the empathy as it should be you are able to point these emotions as they show up to them and once you point them out and acknowledge them they fade and that is when your you know follower starts to acknowledge uh reason and come up with solutions and lighten up and all of a sudden these emotions are like balloons you pop 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 in the air and all of a sudden there is no more emotions it's just like okay i know what i'm what i need to be doing there is options and there is solutions and maybe you don't say much ah, you know you don't have to say yes. much maybe just pointing <laughs> out that's right um i once felt that I had spent almost 4 days of a week doing nothing but listening to everybody on the team's problems. Mm. And I remember talking about this to my mentor 
And all he said was, good, good. And I said, well, no, no, that's not good. I mean, only if I spend the whole of Friday now just doing my work, I've still only done 20% of my work towards the vision this week. And he said, no, you haven't. He said, you've still done 100%. He said, because clearly you can't do this all by yourself. No, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. And he said, because you are motivating your team, this empathy will generate a lot more productivity out of them. Now, of course, after a while, I realized, well, of course, okay, what am I doing here? I am being sympathetic. I'm being forceful. I have integrity. So the team is still following me uh, and they're happy to follow. But again, I wasn't quite being empathetic. And when I realized that empathy might take my whole week sometimes, and that's okay, that's when I began to really get a huge amount of productivity out of people. And I noticed when I was trying then later on to coach um, three different charities in a very small town in America, and these three charities were all doing the same thing. Mm. Well, obviously, you could imagine that if all three charities got together, they're in the same town anyway, if they all got together, they could probably achieve tons more than they were achieving, right? Now, all of them were passionate, all of them were dedicated, and they really liked what they were doing. But what I could see was that they weren't listening to each other. They didn't understand how the other team was attacking the problem and why they felt that way. So what we started to do was start to get the teams together and talk about their shared experiences. We never even mentioned the goal. Mm. What we mentioned was, you know, why is it that you feel that it should be done this way? And let's let's explore that. And after a very long time, and I'm talking maybe 15, 16 months, two of the groups actually decided to merge into one. And it was a bit rough, Mm. but they did it. Mm. But we could never get the third group to to be interested in it. And the fact was, they wanted to do it their way. Somehow they wanted the glory um, or just the self-satisfaction of delivering a particular vision. Yeah. But they didn't want that shared satisfaction that the other two groups did, and that's why they merged. So I think that, you know, we have to take into account as a, as a near charismatic leader, we have to take feelings into account at all times and really consider it to be your number one job as the leader. And if you've got a very big team, then you need to develop empathy in your next level so that they can spread that down through the organization. And without it, you're never going to get that premium outstanding work that people are capable of. Yes. So I I had this encounter with a leader who who had a a leadership team, and one of the members were not collaborating enough with the other members. He He was stopped somewhere. We didn't know what was going on. And every session with this leader, he brought that issue up and, and he, they kept saying to me, um, you know, so-and-so, I tried this and I tried that and I brought him in and I tried to to understand what is he going through. So I took it on me to coach that member of the team. After three months of coaching, um we reached a point where the trust level between me and him as a coach was very high. And they shared with me 
their fears, their deepest fears. You know, trust building is important before any person in your team will open up because there is always fear of judgment, fear of being pointed at, fear of sharing your mistakes and your flaws and and that person takes it, uh, you know, against you. Fear of comparison between you and them. The next step was to get him to talk to his leader the same way he was talking to me. So I had to train the leader in my coaching sessions to do the empathetic listening part, the way I explained it here. And they followed through and it was going in parallel while I was coaching that team member. But, you know, they they followed through. And at one point, we were able to bring that member into the team, team coaching space. And they opened up about their fears in front of everyone. And it was easy. It just flew. And then everyone was considerate. Everyone didn't know what they knew was wrong. They didn't know it. (laughs) When he opened up and spoke, uh, it was easy to collaborate. It was easy to establish connections. And all of a sudden, the problem that was going on for two years was suddenly solved in three months. It took three months, but it was solved. And that member was very productive since Yes, it's then. worthwhile, isn't it? The outcome is much, much better. Yes. Yep. It makes your meetings easier. It makes the workflow, uh, less complaints. That person feels more comfortable and less inclined to leave the work and find another opportunity. You, you maintain and actually you create new solutions just through empathetic listening. Yes, indeed. So I, I wanted to bring the this part into our conversation um, so that our listeners would feel related to what we're saying. Um, it's not just uh, new charismatic leaders on in, in large organizations. It's also between you and your team members, between you and the people you work with. Uh, you can actually lead anyone through empathy. To conclude this, I would like to hear from our listeners about what they see as empathetic acts of leadership in terms of of this role and its implications from their own experiences. So I would encourage them to reach out to us and and share some of these experiences. And if there's any also uh, inquiries, we can bring them into our next episodes. Me and Martin uh, work with individuals, teams and organizations to support them in, in making new charismatic leadership a reality. And my book is found on the website too. Send us your comments and we will be very happy to weave them into new episodes. Thank you very much for listening to us today. Yes, thank you, Gada. Gada and Martin, hope you enjoyed this episode. There is more information available at neocharismaticleadership.org. And if you would like to discuss coaching or training for yourself or your team, you can contact Garda and Martin through the website. We look forward to your participation next week. Until then, goodbye.